Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging. I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about free resources for the CFPB's Office for Older Americans is Aaron Scheithe. Aaron joined the Bureau of Consumer Financial Protection in 2017 as a content specialist in the Office for Older Americans. She previously worked in the AARP's Education and Outreach Department, developing resources on financial security issues for the 50-plus population. The majority of Aaron's career has been spent in the field of financial education. The presented content does not provide or constitute medical, financial, or legal advice. The content is for information purposes only. Viewing or listening to the content does not constitute a physician-patient, dentist-patient, fiduciary client, or attorney-client relationship. How are you doing today, Erin? I'm doing great, Jason. How are you? Thanks so I'm much for having me. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Before we get started, for those that are joining us for the live webinar, if you have any questions, type your questions in. Time permitting, we will do everything in our power to get your questions answered. So Erin, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Great, thank you so much. And welcome to a brief disclaimer from CFPB. Um, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is a federal agency and I am an employee of that federal agency. So I'm making this presentation on behalf of the Bureau, but it does not constitute legal interpretation, guidance or advice of the CFPB. And any opinions or views that I state today are my own and may not represent the Bureau's views. And also this document that we're going to take a look at today was used in support of our live discussion here today. So as such, it may not include the entirety of our discussion. So with that said, I wanna talk a little bit about what we will cover today. I'll give you a little bit of background on the CFPB, who we are and what we do. We like to hear from consumers. So I'm gonna share with you how to submit a complaint. And finally, we'll talk about resources that you can use to protect your finances during the pandemic and tools for different life stages. So the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, was created after the 2007-2008 recession. We were created by the Dodd-Frank Act, which is a consumer protection law um, that created our agency. And it's a 21st century agency that really helps consumer finance markets work by making rules more effective, by consistently and fairly enforcing those rules, and by empowering consumers like yourselves to take more control over their economic lives. Our mission and vision, we really have three main work areas. The first is to empower. We create tools, answer questions, and really help consumers navigate their financial choices and shop for the best deal that works for them. The best deal on an auto loan or a mortgage, for example. We also enforce. We take action against predatory financial service companies and practices that violate the law and have already returned billions of dollars to harmed consumers. And finally, we educate. So that's primarily where I'm gonna to come to you from today. We encourage financial education and capability from childhood through retirement. We publish research and we educate financial companies about their responsibilities to their consumers, to their customers. So we're gonna take a look at our website. This is a screenshot of our website. And you can submit complaints here by clicking on the submit a complaint link or you can give us a call. And we accept complaints on 
a lot of different financial uh, services and products. We started when we opened our doors back in July of 2011, we started by accepting credit card complaints. We, ex we also accept complaints about mortgages, about bank accounts and services. And you see, we've just added, as we've gone along, a couple of different new products and services as time has gone on. But the last one occurring in March of 2016, we started accepting complaints about marketplace lending. That would be things like Upstart or Lending Club, those types of um, marketplace lending. So now that you know a little bit about us, I'll tell you about the division of the Bureau that I work in, which is the Office of Consumer Education. And I won't read our mission and vision to you. It's here on the screen for you to take a look. But basically, it's our job to educate consumers. Financial products and services are incredibly complicated. They can be confusing. Often, uh, there are a lot of consequences involved. They're heavy decisions, right? When you decide to take out a new mortgage or open a new bank account, um, those are difficult decisions for a lot of us, and we don't know which one to choose. So we, in the Office of Consumer Education, like to make sure that consumers have access to plain language information that will help you find the products that meet your needs. And right now, of course, in these unprecedented times, um, we have resources for those of you who've had financial difficulties or changes in your finances due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We have a central hub on consumerfinance.gov where we have a lot of different resources to help with mortgage and housing assistance, managing your finances, student loans, avoiding scams, those resources are available in a variety of languages. We have a lot of videos as well as printer-friendly PDFs and MP3 files so that you can listen and take a look at these resources uh, at your convenience. And check back for updates. Even this long, uh, more than a year into this pandemic situation, we are updating our website on a regular basis with new and updated information. We also were tasked with coming up with a unified housing website. So if you are a homeowner or a renter during this period, we have help and resources for you. We partnered with the Federal Housing Finance Authority, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, Development as well as the Veterans Affairs Department uh, to give you some information that you need those just-in-time resources about your mortgage or about your rent. We have some resources specifically for older adults. That's the office that I come from. Um, we've done blogs on avoiding scams while finding help during this time of physical and social distancing. We have information around COVID-19 government imposter scams, as well as tips for financial caregivers, online and mobile banking tips. So there are a lot of resources there for you to check out. And if you're having trouble paying your bills, paying your loans, paying on time, there are a lot of things that you can do to help your situation. You must contact your lenders, loan servicers, and other creditors first. So be prepared to explain your situation. Talk about how the COVID-19 pandemic has imp 
impacted your financial and employment situation. Talk about how much you can actually afford to pay, when you think you might be able to pay your regular amount again. Talk about the income that you are bringing in, the expenses going out, and again, really connecting this to the COVID-19 emergency. Help may be available, but your banks, your lenders, they don't know you need help unless you ask them. So definitely um, contact those lenders just as soon as you can. And the same is true for your mortgage. So if you can pay your mortgage, it uh, may not be comfortable, but if you can pay it, pay it. And if you can't, contact your mortgage servicer as soon as you realize that you can't pay. And we have a lot of different um, CARES Act relief options available, so definitely check into this. For those of you who don't know, a forbearance situation is when you temporarily pause or pay a lower mortgage payment, and it will be added to the end of your mortgage, but everyone is a little bit different, so definitely check in with your mortgage lender for more information, and go to our website, consumerfinance.gov housing. I'm gonna just roll right through these next couple of slides. Um, if you are in need of mortgage relief, um, review this section and go to our website, corona, or excuse me, consumerfinance.gov slash housing and slash coronavirus. So as I mentioned, I'm coming to you from the Office for Older Americans. And our office was part of the law that created the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. So when members of Congress were creating this law, they wanted to make sure that older adults, 62 and older, um, but we really think of older adults as just anyone who falls into that category, um, self-assigned or otherwise. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we focus on protecting older consumers from financial harm as well as helping them to make sound financial decisions as they age. And we do that by helping stakeholders provide tools um, to help support financial security for older adults, as well as publishing research, policy, and other educational initiatives. Our website is consumerfinance.gov slash older Americans. And when you go there, you'll find a lot of our tools and resources. The first is planning for retirement. This is a super easy to use interactive tool that will help you navigate when to claim your social security retirement benefits. If you are eligible for social security retirement benefits, you may know that you can claim anytime from 62 until age 70. And our tool walks you through, you put in your age, your birth date actually, um, as well as about the amount that you made during your highest earning years. And it will calculate a good estimate for you because we actually use the same algorithm that the Social Security Administration uses to estimate your benefits. And you will be able to toggle through the different ages to see how much you would receive each month for the remainder of your life. And of course, as we stop working completely, and move on to using our retirement savings, as well as tapping into those social security retirement benefits, it's important to maximize that income because that's what you'll be living on for the rest of your life. If you can afford to wait, it's sometimes a great idea to do it because you'll get a little bit more every month. If you need to claim right away, that's certainly an option for you. 
things like, like whether or not you're married or if you have uh, a part-time job, those things can actually affect uh, your benefits. And so we walk you through some of those special characteristics and considerations as well. You can even use it on your mobile device. It will shrink to fit whatever screen you're on. And again, we created this with the support of the Social Security Administration, um, and we use some of the same tools that are in the My Social Security account that you can sign up for on the ssa.gov website. We also have the tool in Spanish. So those of you who speak Spanish and might be a little bit more comfortable in that language, we have the tool there as well. The website for this tool is consumerfinance.gov retirement. A program called Money Smart for Older Adults is one that we developed in connection with the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, another bank regulator. The FDIC is the federal agency that um, you may see on the doors of the bank as you walk into the branch. They insure your money up to $250,000 per account in the bank. The FDIC has uh, created this awareness program called Money Smart. And Money Smart for Older Adults falls under that banner program. We created this um, shortly after the Bureau opened its doors and we have updated it since then. It's an awareness program about frauds, scams, and other types of elder financial exploitation. What we mean by that is crimes inviting, involving the money or property of older adults. Um, so we talk a lot about the different types of scams and fraud that can happen to anyone, whether it's a lottery or a sweepstakes scam, or even something like a romance scam. If you've been contacted um, by someone who seems to like you a lot and it kind of comes out of nowhere, all of a sudden they start asking you about lending them money for a car repair, something like that, um, those types of scams are covered in this program. It is an instructor-led curriculum. So if you are yourself retired and you're comfortable speaking in front of a group, I would encourage you to gather a group of your friends or others um, in maybe your book club or some other kind of uh, group setting, maybe a faith-based community setting. Take our instructor guide, which is literally a word-by-word -word guide um, explaining how to share these important lessons with others. This resource is available in English and Spanish as well. And this is free material. Um, so we offer bulk orders, or you can download a copy just to keep on your computer as well. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about how to order some of our publications, as well as how you can use them when we get to through a couple more resources. The next set of resources um, we call the Managing Someone Else's Money series of guides. Those of you who may have been thinking ahead to a time when maybe you're not able to manage your finances, perhaps you've been through a major health challenge, and so this is at the forefront of your mind. I know it is for me. I had a major health challenge a couple of years ago, and I had never thought about who would manage my money if I was incapacitated in some way. So um, I developed one of the, I used one of these guides uh, to help me come up with an agent under a power of attorney. We These guides don't actually create the legal documents that you need, but they give your financial caregiver 
a really good uh, primer almost of what they need to do at every step of the way. So they talk a lot about what is um, appropriate for a fiduciary or a legal financial caregiver to do. They must act only in your best interest, of course. They must use your money for you only, keep receipts and good records, as well as keep an eye out for different scams and fraud. So these are terrific guides that can help agents under a power of attorney, guardians and conservators, trustees, as well as social security and VA representative payees, which is a government fiduciary that some people may be aware of. So we include a lot of tips and resources. It's a plain language guide. And stay tuned because we're actually adding a new resource to this series in the next coming months. And those are available in English and Spanish as well. For those of you who are homeowners, we have a lot of reverse mortgage resources. For those of you who don't know, a reverse mortgage is uh, exactly what it sounds like. It's a mortgage in reverse. It is a product for adults 62 years old and older. It is a loan. And when you enter into a reverse mortgage loan, you have the choice for a couple of different ways to get the profits or take out the equity from your home. So this is um, similar to uh, your mortgage, similar to that traditional forward mortgage, um, but it is especially for adults 62 and older. This is a complicated product. I like to say that it's a great product for those people who it works for, and it doesn't work for a huge swath of the population. So if you already own your home and you're thinking about a reverse mortgage, or maybe your interest is peaked now and you wanna know a little bit more about what they are, our website has a really great short video that talks about the key features of a reverse mortgage. It really talks you through what it means and what it means for um, your surviving spouses or heirs, what it means in terms of keeping up with your home. There are rights and responsibilities that go along with this type of product. So definitely check out our website. You'll find um, discussion guide video as well as a brief guide um, that you can think about before you talk to a housing counselor. Reverse mortgages, before you sign on the dotted line, you do have to meet with a housing counselor. So if you order one of our resources and pull that up and page through it, you'll be all set and prepared for your conversation with a housing counselor. And those resources are available on consumerfinance.gov slash reverse mortgage. As I mentioned, we're really focused on uh, fraud prevention and scams. We have the Money Smart for Older Adults program that focuses completely on that. Uh, the managing someone else's money resources that I mentioned include some information on how to protect your, um, yourself and your loved ones from scams. And we have some placemats, bookmarks, posters, table tents, as well as uh, handouts and activity sheets on common scams and fraud available for free on our website. Originally, we worked with the meal service, uh, meal delivery service, Meals on Wheels America, to create some paper placemats. Um, this was an idea that a couple of my colleagues came up with one day, and it's been one of our most popular educational uh, products. 
the placemats come in sets of about 100 or 150, and you can use them um, with those you serve if you're an aging service provider. And if you're a consumer, you can share them with your friends or download them and email them um, or even print them out. Some of them are word search, word find, other types of word games like a crossword puzzle that can help um, keep you a little bit busy for a few minutes and also share some ways to recognize and avoid scams and fraud, as well as how to report them, because I think that's really important as well. These are available in English and Spanish and available for you to download or order too. And then finally, uh, on our website, we have a lot of consumer advisories. And what we mean by that is just when we hear about something, either because many people submitted a complaint about it or because um, we hear about it in the marketplace and we know that it's going to be an issue for the average person out there, we come up with uh, brief guides and other guidance that might be able to give you a little bit more information about the particular situation. So for example, we have a great quiz, share financial information with your spouse now to avoid problems later. So that's one of my favorites because it has you sit down next to your spouse. Maybe one of you handles the dishes and the cooking and one of you handles the finances. You know, in a partnership, those responsibilities get doled out. If something happens to one of you, you might not know where all of your accounts are, um, how to access them. And so this quiz takes you through different check boxes that you can check off to discuss what goes on with the money in your household. We have information on co-signing student loans for older adults. That is a growing area of student loan borrowers. Um, our older adults, we talk about taking advances on a pension. If you're lucky enough to be one of the people who has an employer-provided pension, we discuss those advanced products, as well as dealing with medical debt and planning for diminished capacity, a time when maybe you might not be able to manage your finances on your own. The first one talks about the CFPB. Obviously, it's a relatively new. It's been around for about 10, about 10 years. How has that awareness changed as far as getting out to the public to kind of tell you who you are and what you do, especially maybe since you've been there since 2017? Yes, thank you so much for that question. You know, we are a relatively new federal agency and we, um, we like to do things like this uh, so that we can get in front of as many consumers as possible to let them know about what we do. And I think the COVID-19 pandemic has really um, opened up a lot of people's eyes to the federal government and to the resources that are provided by the federal government to our citizens um, in this country. We really believe that the CFPB was created to meet a moment like this one. Obviously, there are so many um, financial situations happening as a result of this COVID-19 pandemic, and we want to help consumers navigate those financial challenges with some really non-biased information. Um, so that's what we hope to provide. And it's things like this, again, webinars, and uh, we like to speak at conferences when that's a possibility, when we meet in person again. And so when you hear about us, we ask that you tell others, especially those who may have struggled and and may have uh, need of some of our just-in-time tools and resources. 
Yeah. So I'd like to talk a little bit more about pre and post COVID as far as your time and you talk about outreach with the other organizations, federal organizations, Meals on Wheels, et cetera, that or the meal delivery services. How has that changed in your mind going forward? In other words, are, are there any things that maybe you guys have learned during COVID as far as outreach that you can kind of take and, and, and maybe bring more awareness to what the, the wonderful things that the CFPB does? That's a really great question. You know, what we have learned from our partners, and our partners are really aging service providers all over the country who have shared with us the challenges that they've had during the pandemic. Obviously, um, we're not seeing people in person. So a lot of our paper resources that we had have had to pivot to an online delivery method. So you might, where you may have seen us in person at a conference for service coordinators or for um, nutrition and other aging service providers in the past, now you're seeing us do um, direct-to-consumer webinars or you're seeing us um, really trying to get the resources digitally um, into the hands of those aging service providers so that they can then share those with the clients they serve in the ways that now make sense for them to serve. Um, so we've heard from a lot of providers that they are visiting uh, or doing FaceTime calls, video check-ins, that kind of thing. And we really encourage those, those different ways of, um, of reaching out to older adults during this time and to anyone who's struggling with their finances at this time. We really encourage a lot of um, open communication and checking out our resources and finding out um, how they may be able to help you. Yeah. I want to shift a little bit to the first screen that you had, which is the complaints. So in the time that you've been there, has there been an increase in the number of complaints from older Americans that you've seen during COVID as opposed to pre-COVID? That's such a great question. And, you know, we, our complaint system, there are a lot of required fields. It's a form just like anything else. So there are some required fields. One of the fields that's optional is to put in your age. So the only complaints, unless you put in your age, that we really know are coming from older adults are on reverse mortgages since they are a product really just for those 62 and older. However, a, a good enough uh, amount of people put in their age when they submit a complaint that we know that complaints just across the board have increased substantially during the pandemic. Um, I can't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head, but during 2020, we had a substantial increase in the number of complaints that we received. And during that time, those complaints were on things that you can probably imagine people were complaining about. Things like credit reporting, things like um, long call wait times um, for their mortgage servicer or debt collection type of complaints. So those are really what we've seen emerging from the pandemic. Yeah. So as far as the expectation, somebody reaches out to the CFPB, what's the turnaround time? Is it more a collaborative? In other words, if you can't help them, you kind of direct them and then you've got, you know, a couple, you know, uh, agencies working with somebody to get their questions answered. What does that look like? So when you submit a complaint to us and we encourage people to do it in the way that feels most comfortable for them, I'll say the online uh, format really is helpful because you'll have a record of your complaint emailed to you. You can log back into the system to check on its status 
So I often say, if you feel comfortable complaining in, or submitting a complaint in that way, uh, that's a good way to do it. But by phone, um, we have callers who will speak to you in more than 100 languages. So we really want to be accessible to folks. Um, we receive your complaint and then give us a couple of weeks, about 14 days, to uh, figure out what the complaint is. And we reach out to the company that you're having the issue with. And then we usually get resolution for consumers um, in about 30 days, 30 to 60 days. So um, if your complaint is pretty straightforward, um, you might hear from us in about two weeks and then another couple of weeks before you hear from the bank, credit union, credit card issuer, mortgage company that you submitted your complaint about. So it does depend a little bit on um, some of the things that, you know, the complexity of your case, that kind of thing. And then we really um, look at the trends from those complaints as well. So if we find that a lot of people are complaining about a certain thing at a time, we're able to really investigate that and look a little bit deeper to see if there's uh, an issue there. Now, all of these resources can be found on our website which is consumerfinance.gov slash olderamericans. And I mentioned that we offer bulk orders, free downloads. One of the best things about working for the federal government is that none of our resources are copyrighted. So if you find something you like in one of our articles, in one of our resources, you can really copy and paste that to use in an email newsletter. You can share our, the downloads uh, with your friends, family, with your book club and, and with your faith group, um, any others that you think might be um, interested. Yeah, this is excellent stuff, Erin. So I know on the screen, um, we also have people that will be listening on our podcast. Can you um, spell out the email and the website for individuals as well, so how they can reach you? Absolutely. Visit our website, consumerfinance.gov slash older Americans, or you can email us at olderamericans at cfpb.gov, which is G-O-V. Great. Um, so far as Knowledgeable Aging, you can find all of our content on our website. Go to knowledgeableaging.com. Um, check out the archived. If you want to, you can also go to our YouTube page, type in YouTube when you get to YouTube. Um, look for Knowledgeable Aging. I encourage you to subscribe. We update, we update the YouTube page probably four to five times per week. If podcasts are your thing, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Tunes, et cetera. Till next time, I'm your host, Jason Kotar, and this is Knowledgeable Aging.